Surviving Our Twenties podcast. My name is Izzy. And my name's Michaela. And welcome to episode four. Yay, episode four. So first things first, I know we always point out where we're recording, so I kind of just want to let y'all know, it's bloody like 10pm, we're currently at a park near Michaela's house, and it's like pitch black. Absolute black, no one around, no, there's like a couple of street lights a bit up from us. It's kind of creepy, but... In comparison, where we just recorded with our guest for this episode was Which we'll really, find out soon. really fucking cool. It was in like his recording studio, had a total vibe. You'll all see it on our Instagram when we share the post about it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty professional. I mean, our podcast um, studio, The Gun Safe, was quite professional. It mm-hmm. had a locked door. That we wouldn't be able to get out of. Look, all the places we record in are quite sus, if I'm honest. Well, especially the one we're recording in right now, because I've, I've locked the doors. Oh, you've locked the door, sure. so we're fine. Yeah, so we're fine. Just in we case will send like, a Freddy Krueger comes up to us. <laughs> <laughs> Try and murder us. If this podcast actually comes out, you guys will find out. Yeah, we're, we're alive. Unless, we're alive. please, if you attack us, my laptop will be open. Just listen back to this recording and just share it, all right? We're already... A few days late, so please just share it. Yeah, apologies, guys, for this being late. Unfortunately, lockdown slapped us in the face a little. Mm, it just happened when we didn't want it, and it kind of seems like it hasn't really worked out because there's been a lot more cases, but hey. But we're not going to go into that COVID chat because mm. that's annoying. Stuff that. We're out of that. Yeah, we're out of that. Well, Izzy, how have you been? Well, you know, I think I've been pretty damn good. I've really been thinking about a lot recently and I think for the past two months you've been thinking a lot I've been thinking a lot it doesn't happen often <laughs> doesn't happen um, I, I don't think... know what that noise was <laughs> <laughs> shut up I think for the past two months I've been in a bit of a burnout like we all know a lot has happened in my life and I think I was just getting drunk every weekend to forget about it and you and... were doing everything all the time not sleeping still yeah, not sleeping ex- now I've kind of just realized like A lot of stuff is still happening in my life, but really important stuff. And everybody's telling me to just, like, take time and relax. And I'm like, hey, I can still have fun, but be mature about it all. Like, I'm really enjoying my life right now. I'm still doing a lot. But I'm just taking it easy. But you just have to have a nap occasionally. And I'm just not getting drunk every weekend. Like, I know. What a shame. What a shame. You know, but I'm saving money. And you just, you don't need to be drunk to have fun. Like, I get it, I'm young, but I just, I'm glad I had that, I had a quick phase. It was only two months where I just We're just did high it. on pre-workout and stuff. Because <laughs> we're gym junkies now. Gym junkies. We go to the gym. Go to the gym, show those muscles. No, okay. Not on the roids, trust me. Uh, anyway, enough about me bloody having a burnout, because now I'm, I'm an adult and I'm getting a hang of life. What about you, Michaela? What's been happening with you? You told me, oh my God, we had a FaceTime the other night when we were trying to plan things for this podcast with the lockdown. And she's like, I have a story, but wait, I won't tell you until we record, we record the intro. So I've had all this hype. Apparently it's not that great story, but like it I've really had all this isn't. hype. It really isn't. It really isn't. So it's then just this tell kind me. Of, this kind of light bulb moment I've had recently about my dating life and back and lack thereof dating life. <laughs> so this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like, As we know, I'm single and I'm desperate on this podcast. (laughs) You've heard it before. I've yelled out, I'm single, I'm single, I'm single all the time. And I don't care. So, wait, you're not not single. You can't tell me you're not single anymore. Oh, my God, as if. I was going to (laughs) say, if you waited to the podcast for that, I would slap you silly. I've had this sort of, I don't know, revelation, so to say, (laughs) that 
Yeah, I know. We were. I was freaking out that I wasn't be able to say that word before. Revelation. <laughs> Elevator. Anyway, anyway. A, re- a revelation. What was your revelation? About how, like, you know how everyone says that, oh my God, I want to be in a relationship, want to have a boyfriend. Mm. I'm like, to be honest, I couldn't think of anything worse right now. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot going on in your life. So. Well, yeah, that too. I just, I'm just too booked and busy to have a relationship. But, like, that's just gross. If I, I know I'm the relationship type person, but like I just love being with someone. But it's just sometimes it does feel very homely, like because you haven't really experienced that. Well, yeah, yet. I've never been in a relationship, like, so you might get in a relationship and be like, "Oh my god, I want someone with me twenty four seven. Like, because some people are about you know that that life where they just go out and meet new people, or you could really like being with someone so i think until you actually experience both sides of it you won't know what suits you no totally totally i understand that but the thing is that i'm thinking of is i've i've got a couple quite a few friends that are in relationships and have been in relationships for a long time i'm talking like year two years Mm -hmm. coming up a long time well in at this point (laughs) i mean i know people that are engaged too and having kids but i mean which fuck it's fucking crazy to me. I don't know how you're doing that. You're 20 years old, but we're not going to go into that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, could you imagine? <laughs> this sounds horrible. Could you imagine seeing someone hanging out with someone? I don't know what oh. you mean by that. Okay, <laughs> Siri. Okay, Siri. Anyway, thanks for anyway, interrupting. Thanks, Siri, for interrupting my emotional rant. But you know what? Anyway, as I was saying. Continue this elevation. <laughs> <laughs> continue this elevation. Like, could you imagine like hanging out with someone constantly every day seeing someone every day well is that what a relationship is well yes and no that's kind of you know like what i talked about that's what ended my last relationship because he expected to be with me 24 7 yeah and i'm the type of person that likes my alone time most of my past relationships have been with someone quite a distance away because you've always had long distance i enjoy my own time and And i think sometimes it does have to be with someone far away so you both understand like you know we're at that distance and you prove that it's worth the travel but you don't need to be with each other 24 7 so like like i said once you get in a relationship you'll you'll understand because you might be with someone who wants to be with you 24 7 and then you might be like hang on i actually like this or it'll happen and you'll be like "Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm." yeah so like you know you gotta experience things to know if you like it yeah totally i still haven't i'm um, lack of experience is very strong here, but still, <laughs> but still, I have a feeling like my friend said this to me the other day because I don't know, I must just must be in the vibe I was thrown out. But she's like, Michaela, you're sounding like a bit of a red flag at the moment. If any ooh, guy was to come ooh. at you, and I was like, I mean, to be honest, you're not wrong because I don't want commitment. <laughs> I don't want no, well, any of that. I kind of just want to be like, hey, yeah. To be honest, you were telling me, oh, I shouldn't drop bombs, but from everything that you've been saying recently, I just don't think a relationship is where your head is at. No. See, I don't think either, but I mean, I wouldn't mind some affection but in other in other ways. You know what <laughs> in you some can ways. do? Fling, honestly, flings are great. Like, like I said, I'm a big relationship person. Then I started getting into flings and I was like, ooh. ooh. Because like, you know. Add a little spice. <laughs> but it's like, once I started the flings, I was like, it's cool because you're with that person, but you're not with them. And, and you're, you're like, not committed. You're, I have a exactly. feeling like commitment's a bit of an issue for me. I don't think I could be fully committed to someone. unless, Like maybe when I get older, maybe. Obviously, I also, like I said, I'm 20. 
It's not like I want to be in a fucking well, marriage. Like we talk about in this podcast with our guest, is like you're you're still young, even when you're not young. You like even, even when, you're, when you're, you're not, not young, young, you're old. <laughs> Wait, let me let me let me rephrase that. Like you can do anything in your life, no matter what your age. Like if you just want to live your life now, go for it. If you wanted to settle down now. And live your life later. Oh, totally. And go for it. Like, totally. If you want to settle down now, I mean, all power to you. That's that's a major fucking strength and commitment there mm. because I just couldn't a do lot. that. It's a lot to happen. Yeah. I just think really you've got to find what's for you. And honestly, you don't find what's for you unless you experience that. And yes, it is hard to get into a relationship, realize it's not for you, and then get out of it. Like I said, you've got to do that to experience things and... You know. So is what you're saying is I have to have a fling? Is, I what, is this what you're saying? How long is a fling? We'll see. To be honest, Do okay. So here's you can have different ones. Some of my flings have lasted for like four years. We all we all know that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, then, we do. Then you have yeah, like, we do. You have ones that are like are just over quick. I usually see that flings are with friends because you already have that started, and then yeah, you get fair. to that that flirty side of it, and you're like, ooh, ooh. But are we more than friends? Are we are we more than friends? Are you? Are you, are you are you telling me that or are you oh just God, saying Michaela, it? Oh my God, Michaela, are we having a fling, fling right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, is this why we're? At, is this why you stopped at the park, Michaela? She's I locked the. the oh my God, I'm guys, the, she's the one that's coming for me. <laughs> I've locked her in. I'm turning the lights off. It's a mood setting, and Michaela, she's my fling forever. I have work at five a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Well, besides <laughs> flings, so last week we talked to my good old friend Haley. And she dived a lot into her boyfriend Storm and how cool he is and how jealous we are of their relationship. Yeah. So see, now I'm saying I'm jealous of the relationship. I don't know what the fuck's going on with me, eh? We, I'm just a whole kettle of fish. So talking about how jealous we are of their relationship last month, we rubbed it in a bit more this month because we interviewed Storm. He's such a genuine, nice guy. And he's was, a DJ. It was a really good chat with him. The podcast, we really just dive into not only um, their relationship, because we did talk about that a lot with Haley, but we really just wanted to experience the side of, you know, another sort of creative. Like, a D- there's not many DJs out there like him. Before we dive into that, don't forget to follow us on our socials. My Instagram is IzzyPatron underscore. And my um, Instagram is just Michaela Wilkie. So we're not going to wait any longer to introduce our guest for episode four, Storm. Hi, Storm. Thank you for... Uh, Heaps for coming on with us today. Um, we're really excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, so for those who don't know, last month we had Haley and she was talking a lot about her boyfriend and, well, this is her boyfriend. Yay. Hi. <laughs> How are you today, Storm? I'm very good. That is good. So we all know in the last episode that I was just talking about, we heard a lot about how you and Haley met. So she, she mentioned that... You met on Instagram, so you know, tell yeah. us a bit about that. That's that's a bit different. You slid into her DMs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It go, it always gets that response of like, oh, that's that's weird or different. I really don't see it like that. Mm-mm. You know, like people Instagram's for socializing. Social mm-hmm. media is for socializing. So would you not message someone? I mean, true. You know? No, it's it's. I I totally get it because you have apps like Tinder that exactly. could could be fake. 
But then you have yeah. Instagram. People, people are like real on Instagram. Yeah. You can tell if they're real or fake. Everybody knows Tinder is like hyper curated and mm. dodgy as, you know, like you could meet someone who's not even the same person. But people on Instagram tend to be, you know, more themselves and more open and stuff. So. Did you happen to use any sort of dating apps during that time or? When I was like single before we met? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Not really. Imagine not working? It was, I don't know. It, it was, it was that. It was like, it's hyper curated. People can be kind of like so fake that it's, it's, you don't even, there's no connection mm. there, you know, through like Tinder and Bumble was one I probably use more than Tinder because that's the one where it's like the girl messages you. Yeah. And Tinder, you know, you kind of go and you swipe and. So a male's opinion on Bumble, right? Obviously you like that because the females do have to message first, mm. but is that more appealing to you? Like, would you rather the female message first? It's not necessarily the reason why I would like it more. It's just that's the one thing that's different that Bumble has going for it. Mm. Um, and it does put guys in the advantage, mm. I guess. It gives a little something more to the guys, which is unusual. Yeah. Um, but there's also a downside to Bumble. So with Tinder, the guy has the opportunity to like strike first, quote unquote. <laughs> you get that opportunity to kind of uh, wow them or whatever, or catch their attention. With Bumble, you don't. It's just a profile. Yeah, but, true. Yeah, I don't know, man. That was a while ago. I'd never really vibed it anyway. I always prefer to meet people like in person, which is organically. Funny. Yeah, exactly. Meet yeah, people yeah. organically. <laughs> That's old right. fashioned. So, how did you come across Haley's Instagram, and what made you message her? Like, out of all the women that are on Instagram, you chose her. Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, she's hot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I agree. <laughs> so, I messaged her too. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um. No. So what? Uh. So on Instagram, I try to follow like a minimal amount of people because I just I'd like to be offered. Um. And when you do that, so I unfollowed like. 1300 people in like one go having like a cleanse yeah one go as in like three days because you literally you're not allowed to unfollow that amount of people at once like you get a notification being like oh, oh really you're doing oh, shit. so it took me a few days to do that but i did it and when you have a minimal amount of people that you follow there's a minimal amount of content you see mm. so i end up getting to the end of whoever i followed and then you kind of just like surf instagram mm. you know um you go through people you know um, and then they suggest more people you know and people you may know, blah, blah, Haley popped up. Oh, so she popped up in, like, your suggested... Yeah, Had you much. Were there people that you both followed? No, like, just... No. Oh, so she just popped up. So yeah. it's kind of a coincidence. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I followed a minimal amount of people. They had a small amount that, that could be, like, oh, you and so-and-so followed the same person. Mm. So they were just throwing me, like, fresh people. I guess, local right. area people. Right. Brisbane is semi-local. Yeah. So, yeah, I just saw her. I was like... <laughs> She's hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. And I've had this conversation with another friend of mine ages ago when it first happened, and she's like... It was a girlfriend. She's going, how do you how do you just message someone like that? What the fuck? And I've had the same conversation ever since. It's like, you know, it's cool if it's on Tinder or whatever. And I have, a, I have like, a mental thing of, like, no one's going to know something unless you tell them. Mm, exactly right. Especially over the phone. Message girl. Tell her she's hot. Is that how you started the conversation? Simple. No, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> Hi, that you're forward. Hot. It wasn't that forward. But it was, like, one of the first messages I remember sending was, um, I think she just got her hair done and looked good. So mm. I said, 
your hair looks good. Oh. That's the first thing I remember saying to her. See, that's either like sweet or stalkerish, so I'm glad she took the sweet side of it. Well, I'm sure if she had like, I don't know, known the first thing about me and that's that I work with hair, mm. you know, yeah, someone who true. works with hair commenting on hair, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So obviously <clears throat> you're, you're a DJ. So something Hayley mentioned as well is the first thing she looked at and she was just like, oh, he's just like a DJ just messaging <laughs> yeah. me. So he must have like heaps of chicks on his Instagram oh, no. messaging him all the time. Yeah. So that's obviously something she thought about, but you know, pushing away from that relationship topic right now, what mm. got you into DJing? Um, I've just, I've always loved music so much. Um, and I started DJing when I was like 17, 18. Um, at that point I couldn't play any instruments, nothing, but I still wanted to be part of, you know, music and stuff. And DJing is a very easy way to kind of share music and be around music and just show your love for music all the time. You go out and you find strange, cool songs and then you bring them to the club and you show them to people. This is a, a, it was a very different time in like DJing dance music back then too. I'm old. Okay. (laughs) Um, it's, it's a, it was a lot less like glamorized and people weren't getting into it for like the wrong reasons like now it's people getting into it for like likes on instagram Mm. and all that shit but back then it was like i love this music so much i want to share it with as many people as i possibly can so what sort of music were you listening to like i know like the dj music i'm doing air quotes right now is very different very broad like what what drew you in um so i grew up in the 90s and the mid to late 90s was like this crazy house disco boom, like Daft Punk. Mm, yeah. Daft Punk was like it. And that was the first like dance music that I had um, ever really gotten into. And still, it's like one of my favourite of all time. Um, so, yeah, it's like your Daft Punks. And I love a lot of like indie electronic. Um, I love all music. Like, I li- listen to like heavy metal and hip hop and everything. But dance music is definitely probably the most accessible. In terms of DJing, mm. oh, it was back then anyway. Um, Hip hop DJing wasn't super big. Um, it was the kind of the time for indie dance music. So Australia was really going off back then. Like it had like Penel and Lady oh, Hawk yeah. and just crazy Australian dance music was like it. And that was right around the time that I was like, fuck it, I want to do it. So did you find it hard then to get into that scene with? all of that stuff happening like there was already so many big artists around doing that same exact music mm. i mean obviously you wouldn't jump straight into being like this famous person no. but was it hard to get into it um yes and no like i said the scene was quite different it wasn't so expanded as it is now like now everyone's a dj the competition is like hundreds of other people back then it was like you go to a club you make friends with the DJ, oh, I love that song you played. He's like, oh, yeah, see, blah, blah, And then you go, you know, I know this song. Have you seen it? Have you heard of it? Blah, blah, there was a lot. It was a lot easier. It was easier back then, I think, um, just to kind of connect with the right people and get the sets moving, blah, 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 blah. Whereas now it's like, I don't know, your, your local DJ thinks they're fucking Tiesto or something, <laughs> and they're like, don't talk to me, peasants. But back then it was like, you like music? I like music too. Fuck yeah. And we work friends. together. Yeah. So, you also briefly said that you are a barber as well. How do you balance these two, obviously, different careers? Like, obviously, you do DJ on the side, or you do barber on the side? So, I'd say, I'd say the music is definitely the side job that I still treat like a full-time job. 
So barbering is my daily. I work full time, um, Tuesday to Saturday. Um, music I also do pretty much every day, um, all day, every day, like in my head. Even when I'm barbering, I'm in my head about music. Nice. Writing music, thinking about music, planning the music career side of things. Um, every day, come in here, work on music. Weekends, I'll sit for like hours and hours and hours. Like my, I think my longest stint, just sitting in one spot writing music was like 16 hours. Oh wow, yeah. and does, does much come out of that? Like you hear from other like actual like singers and stuff like that, they say they write these lyrics and then they just throw them away because they're not good. How does that happen to you all the yeah, time? Yeah, definitely. So the amount of work would be like, you know, massive. Say, let's say I'll write a hundred songs. Maybe, maybe 10 of those will ever like see the light of day come out or something. Wow. Yeah, the, 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 the input versus output is like substantial. And that's definitely genre wide. Like every musician I think has that, mm. yeah. Do you more often write your own music or do you more mix what's like out sample. there? Um, yeah, so uh, I definitely write all my own music. Um, it's it's more using samples in that process. So using samples is like finding a kick drum mm -hmm. or a vocal that's on the internet somewhere that you can buy and use in your thing. But a lot of my stuff, um, I kind of it's called synthesis. It's where you use like a digital synth to make the sound, and then you write the chord progressions in the program kind of complicated to describe but yeah. I write all my own music yes yeah we're currently sitting in your studio right now it's very loving the lights and all the bits and pieces it's around it's setting a mood that's yeah sure. it's setting a mood he did he did change it to red before and I said Storm Hayley you, it's your girlfriend's in here let's change it back to blue <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously you see on like Instagram and stuff like that about the the glam of um, DJing like going out to yeah. all these clubs and champagne and girls beside you and stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're seeing like the creating sort of side. How is it really a different sort of scene for DJing in real life than it is online for you? Um, yeah, for, for me, I, I don't really tend to kind of blow things up for the gram. You know, I don't try to make things out like they're cooler or bigger than they're supposed to be. If anything, I like to downplay things. Right. My whole life, I love to downplay things and kind of lower expectations for not only myself, but for everyone else. So that when it does come to the show or whatever's coming up, you don't have this expectation that struggles to be met and you can kind of blow it up in real life. So it's kind of, I don't know, the, the switcheroo. Okay. No. Do you prefer like releasing this sort of music online or actually going out and you know performing this sort of stuff? Um, I don't know. I I enjoy both for sure. One more than the other. Um, I don't know. There's definitely a way I prefer it. So when I have, um, so I'm always writing music, always making it. When I have a residency, which is where you would work at a club, you DJ at a club every week. That's your weekend pretty much. Saturday night, you know, you drink and party and blah, 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 blah. I, I've, I've really struggled to um, balance both writing music and like performing. If I'm performing a lot, my writing seems to struggle. So I kind of prefer to only have like shows every so often because it makes a, it keeps it a little special. If you're doing something all the time, 
you can get sick of it. Mm. And I definitely did that with DJing. DJing can be like very toxic for your life. Mm, it would be. I did it for a long time and saw those results. Have you ever like done a lot of shows, you know, like weekends at clubs and just gotten like drunk every weekend? Because, you know, you see DJs do that. So oh, like yeah. when, when you're in that atmosphere, you know, you'd want to. So did that take over a lot? Definitely. Um, taking over might be a bit dramatic to say, but it definitely took away from other things in my life, like going out and partying and drinking and playing music and having fun and having lots of friends. It's, it's great. It's, it's a really fun time, but for some it can like end so badly. And for me, who I think I'm a very, um, I don't know, I've got a grip on my life. I don't really go overboard with anything, but you know, I would meet the wrong people, meet the wrong girls. One of, my, one of my girlfriends was someone who I met through the nightclub industry. And that was bad. Mm. That was bad news. <laughs> so there's definitely, like, the downside of it. Um, and remembering, like, you're, you're saying you see DJs on Instagram and every weekend it's partying and blah, 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 blah. Remember that, like, Instagram's, like, fake. Mm. It's all blown up. It's all glamorized. Like, these people are going filming yeah bottles ha, 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 ha. and then they'll be like sitting on their phone for the next 10 minutes posting that video and like trying to make it perfect caption yeah. And, yeah you know all this shit so with anything on the grand mm. you gotta be like mm. minus minus a few points automatically <laughs> <laughs> right well now that you like don't have those club residencies mm. how do you find like where do you make your money from with this sort of stuff? Besides releasing music like shows, yeah. obviously COVID has impacted that, but <clears throat> where do you find the ability to actually get out there and promote your music? So um, a lot of it is just online through things like Instagram, mm. um, but you kind of take a minimal effort with... I kind of take a minimal effort with Instagram. I only post like maybe once a month. Or if I have something to post, um, you know, it's not, I don't know, it, it doesn't necessarily blow up or anything, but if it's there, and this is the thing, with like music or creation of anything, like there's so much going on, it's so like chaos, like even podcasts, so many people are doing it, so many people are listening, it's, it's all going, right? But it, there'll be like a hundred podcasts a thousand podcasts and one will kind of take off there's a thousand songs being released every day one might take off two maybe so it's just it's just not about um it's about just being in the chaos for it to kind of go mm. like if it's going to happen it's going to happen if not you can't really force these things yeah and forcing things definitely comes across to an audience so you gotta it's, it's a fine balance you know but I do play shows every so often, and where I'm at in my career, um, you know, I might play one show every six months, but because I'm, you know, established or whatever, air quotes, um, <laughs> I'll make enough from that one show for like a week of residency show, uh, uh, a year of residency shows, right. you know. So I've I've been in been around for a long time, and I've worked at that, and I'm pretty happy with that. So how has COVID affected your career? Like, obviously, it's put you at home a lot more, but it seems like that has pushed that online presence a lot more for you. Possibly. Yeah, I think so. Because 
um, yeah, like everyone, what happened with COVID was everyone kind of got, got brought back to the same level. You know, the guy who was playing a show every single weekend is now playing the same amount of shows as the bedroom DJ who's never mm-hmm. even played a show. So I kind of brought everyone back down to the ground floor and made people kind of rethink and re-strategize, I guess. And I was kind of right in the middle of it. As someone who's been in the scene for a really long time, done everything, played every show you can think of. Um, so I've been that guy who's had hella experience, hella shows, whatever. I'm also right there with the guys who never played. And it was good because now that guy's got a chance. Mm. You know, maybe this guy who was on this hot streak of like just pure luck, he goes, fuck, I can't do this anymore. I, I give up. That bedroom DJ takes that spot. It's kind of like a reshuffling. Mm. But what I did find when it all came back was it was the same guys, most of the same guys, going back and getting those shows. But what I see from that is that they're the guys who are, they're the ones who are working. They're mm. the ones that you, that you want to kind of pay attention to because they didn't give up. Yeah, and they're still persistent with it. Yeah. So did that kind of like affect your mental health in any way? And like you were already this like established artist and now you're kind of like back, well, not now anymore, but when COVID mm. hit you were more like level. Like yeah. how did that take you mentally? Um, I was pretty okay with it to be fair. I wasn't playing a lot of shows. I was playing a few, but I wasn't losing like my... Like, some people, DJing is their job. Mm, it's their life. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, some people were making a lot of money. Some people were making just enough money to survive. But they were, they were doing it. Um, I wasn't. I had my day job. Even when lockdown happened, I had my day job because mm. barbers were essential. So what I saw was all my friends, because all my friends are DJs, musicians, etc. All my friends, everyone around me, lost their jobs overnight. I was going, fuck, that's pretty heavy. Mm. Um, and, you know, I did a little bit to kind of help out. I was like, yo, you want to learn how to produce or something? You want to use this time for the best? I'll give you, like, le- music lessons and stuff like that. I'll, I'll buy your shirts. I'll I can do whatever when, it, when there was shows starting to come back. I made sure that I went to their shows and bought tickets. Didn't ask for guest list. But... So, yeah, it wasn't really detrimental to my mental health, but I could see it in everyone else's. So that was kind of how it affected me was I had to kind of push myself out there to help them, which I don't really go out a lot. So I was kind of going, this is going to be different for me mm. going out as the uh, patron, yeah, I guess, not the performer. instead of the performer, yeah. right? which was fine, <laughs> a little bit different, but... Yeah. Did you, um, obviously with lockdown, you still were working, but did this, did that time give you enough alone time to produce and create? You had like a lot more time to do like the behind the scenes sort of stuff? A little bit more time. Yeah. And so when it all went down, I was kind of going, oh, you know, this extra day off that the company was giving me just for safeguard or whatever. They were going, okay, we don't know what's going on. We're going to shave everyone's hours a little bit. Going to earn a little bit less money. But that doesn't matter because there's nowhere to go and spend that money. So it was this really weird time of, like, calmness. So I would stay at home and not be stressed about, oh, I should be at work right now making money. Because I didn't need to make that much money to live. So, yeah, I'll stay at home and I would write music and play.
talking to my friends who are just available all the time now. Because yeah. everyone wants their own thing. Yeah, exactly. And that would be handy for your career too because it's always good to have someone to bounce off with and be like, you know, what, what's this tune sound like? What should yeah. I do with it? Yeah, I actually don't do that though. Oh, really? So I used to. But Blind wolf. <laughs> kind of, but not really. I find that if you're showing your friends whatever it is you're doing, mm. they're going to be like, yeah, man, let's see. Yeah, true, because they're your so friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I used to do it. I used to do it a lot, but then I eventually learned that, like, fuck. Mm. That song was whack, and this dude telling me it's it so good. good <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So what I do is actually is I pitch my music to strangers Oh. people I know that I don't know. Yeah. Um, They'll you know, give you an honest answer exactly. to Exactly. You guys know Reddit? Yeah. Mm. So Reddit has a thread called Roast My Track. <laughs> really? Yeah. And you post it on there and the, it's called Roast My Track, but the rules are like, don't be a fucking dick. But like, be, be honest. honest. Yeah. Honest, constructive criticism. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love. It's actually something that a lot of other artists say about me. Like they love getting criticism from me. Because I'm not going to be like, yeah, man, that's sick. I'm going to be mm. like, this is cool. The but, idea is cool, but mm. maybe this, maybe this, maybe this. I'm not going to be like, this is fucking shit, your shit. Yeah. And you, you always need that kind of honest opinion because you're not going to go far in life if everybody just tells you it's good and it's not good. Nobody likes a yes, man. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So it seems like you're really supportive to everyone in the industry, but meeting Hayley during like a time like this how has she supported you and what's it like like I know you said you had a, a girlfriend from the scene in there but what's it like having a non-DJ girlfriend that's here to help you along Not the in way the industry yeah yeah um it's kind of it, it is a bit of a thing um so when we first started dating and I'm telling my friends about her I was I'd be kind of, they'd be like, oh what is she like what did she do is she a DJ like blah 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 and I'd be going no she's just kind of normal <laughs> she doesn't really do much she studies and yeah lives at home and um yeah and I'd be going oh that's that's weird like because they know me as such like a I'm like an outward person a yeah. character I've got all this shit going on they're going oh does that work I'm going yeah you know what it's working a lot better than a lot of my other relationships where they've been a, a DJ or mm. they're working in a nightclub or etc. So, yeah, maybe it's like, I don't know, it, it's kind of complimentary, like me being so... Yeah, you balance each other out. Yeah, I think so. She's real smart and kind of organised. Yeah, and... well, you're both creative, I think, in just like a completely different way. Yeah. So it really just works in favour of, of each other because obviously you could come up and be like, you know, what do you think of this? And you would still have opinion, not really know what's happening, but still have yeah. that opinion. Everyone says opposites attract, so... Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. What happens a lot is, like, my brain is just everywhere at once. I'm thinking of music and work and what I've got to do tonight because I, I live and have the life and have chores and shit. I'll be like... <laughs> Fuck, You're an adult. Of, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, in the middle of ten things. And I'll forget one of them and be like, oh, Hayley, what was that thing? And she'll just be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. She just know it. Mm. She's like a assistant. <laughs> <laughs> like a little organiser. Yeah. It's like, I'd say more intern because obviously you don't pay for that. Yeah. I think we could bring this up <laughs> yeah. with Bailey. Yeah. Bailey, do you want to get paid? We can sort no, this out for no, you. <laughs> so you've obviously, you know, lived through your 20s, mo most of your 20s. Do you have... you're old. No. <laughs> do you have... Then us, anyway. Older, yeah. older than us. Yeah. Do you have any sort of advice for, you know, someone our age or someone just trying to get through it, not just in the DJ scene, but maybe like... Just, just in general of, of getting out there. Or even like advice to your younger self. What do you think you, 
back when you were like 20, 21. Yeah. What do you think is the best advice? Or advice you just think you should give? Yeah. To myself, fuck, man. I, I think about this all the time because I work with a lot of like kids, teenagers and stuff. And they want dumb shit. Like, every kid wants a mullet. <laughs> That's, but it's so hot right now. No, uh, the right mullet has to be hot. Yeah. That, Not the ones okay, at a party yeah. after you've had, like, a whole carton Not of great North. Like a goon sack. Not yeah. the fucking, they call it a mud flap. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. like, oh, it's so shit. No, no. Anyway, they just think it's the best thing in the world. And I'm going, mate, in 10 years, you're going to thank me for saying no to giving you a mullet. Trust yeah. me. I know you're angry now, and they do get pissed off, man. Especially when the parents are like, no, you, you can't. Um, no. They get angry, man. Um, but with that, it kind of attaches itself to a thing of, like, don't get super attached to, like, ideals. Mm. You should never think that this should be this. Like, there's a lot of stigma about you should be whatever before 30. By this age, you should be this, married. By this age, you should be having kids, whatever. And a lot of people can kind of internalise that and think, I have to be this this has to be this way otherwise i'm not happy things aren't gonna work that's bullshit mm. like life is so fluid everything is just like like i said before chaos life is fucking chaos like you can't control anything except yourself and in that controlling yourself you should learn to like lose control mm. you know well you're young that's what i think of it do it while you're young exactly yeah see that that is like good advice but it's kind of rooted in what you can't do it when you're not young. Yeah, you know that's true. Like I have like forty five year old men, and they're going, "Oh, I can't have a haircut like that." Or oh, not they're my not, age. They're not young. Mm. I'm going, "Fuck that, dude! Get this haircut do it. now." Yeah, literally. Yeah. I'm like, "What are you talking about, man?" Like, get that mullet. Yeah, dude. Like, they, it's it's yeah. If, I just and, I want to come and get my haircut at your place just to have all this motivation thrown. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do I get like motivational speaking while I get my haircut? And we'll, we'll get. Oh my god, we're gonna get mullets. I'm not getting a fucking mullet. No. God no. <laughs> You know what I always recommend for chicks is an undercut. I'm trying to get Haley to do an undercut. Oh, she Haley did an undercut. Suit an undercut. No, oh, she yeah. had like a blonde. That's right. She had that bit. blonde. Yeah, the blonde. But you part. aren't like undercuts hard to maintain. Like you always have that awkward, awkward. That's like, the like thing. Like the growing part. That's the thing. Like it is a, it is a pretty heavy to come out. So to grow the hair back is like mm. a long process. But mm. when you've got it. it, it's so good. It, like not only for like it looks fucking sick. Yeah. But for like function, Haley has really thick hair. Yeah. If she had an undercut, it'd like make her life so much easier. Yeah, it would do. It's like, because it's like a little bit short at the moment, so it'd look really cute when she'd put it up. I fully condone it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think think she should do it. Yeah. Next Haley, time you have to get an undercut now. We've mm. said it on the podcast. She can probably hear us right now as well. She's just yeah. a few yeah. few rooms away. Yeah. But yeah, she has to get it because we already said it now. While you're young. <laughs> While so you're young. You have some great advice. Like it sounds like your twenties just really went well, but surely you have like some sort of embarrassing story <laughs> for us. Like what is just a moment in your twenties that you were like, Something fuck, awkward. life is life is great but sucks at the same time. I want to cringe. Yeah. Oh. Give us your best. See, I actually so I saw that message this morning. Mm. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, shit, that's a really hard question for me because I'm the kind of person who I don't let myself get embarrassed. Mm. So things happen, you kind of laugh, you know, you got to laugh at yourself. So I was like struggling to think of things to like, you know, answer yeah. that. Um, but there's ones where like, I got sparked at the club oh, once and God. you know, I was like, 
way up. Yeah. I'm just with my mates. I didn't know I was spiked, obviously, but I'm just like chattering away, telling everyone how more than usual. Yeah, what? I know. Like, <laughs> this is what's embarrassing is because I like I remember I had my arm around my mate and I was going, I fucking love you, man. Oh, we always get to blah, that point blah, at once. Yes. We always but it was have that like, point. Past the point of like it was fucking wasn't annoying. <laughs> Like, I remember, like, even in my state, I remember seeing his face and how over it he was. But I just, I was like, nah, I'm going to keep telling you. Oh, he's complimenting you. Yeah. Oh, man. He probably thought you were trying to get on to him or something. But it wouldn't be surprised, man. I was <laughs> that off my rocker. But but it shows you love your friends. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good thing about it. Even you when know? you're probably like, however they drugged you. High as fuck, but you're like, yeah. I love you. Yeah. No, that's... That's great. There's another one. This is like this. There's like oh, that's loaded on us. We yeah, want them yeah. all. We, we want them all. That's one of like the you know the standard stories that everyone has. <laughs> all right, right. we're was, getting to the deep and dirty. Come on. I had one where I was sitting with my girlfriend at the time, and you know, we're like in public, mm. and my mates are around, um, and we're you know chilling, touching each other. Oh, touching each other in public. like touching each other. A little, aspects. yeah, a little Ooh. bit. Sneaky. Like touching each other this much. Okay. You know. Oh my god. Say now it. that I'm actually Say saying it. it out loud, I'm like getting gone red. <laughs> Haley, please turn the podcast off yeah. now and yeah, continue Hayley, the story. She'll probably love the story. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Keep going. Um, so we're chilling, and then, um, it, it came time for everyone to go, and I'm you know, a young man. Oh no. Feeling around <laughs> with my girlfriend. Yes. So I couldn't exactly get up and leave at the yeah. time, <laughs> and she knows this, so she's just like. See ya. <laughs> See ya. I'm gonna let you. Bails. Oh no, she bails. And so I'm like sitting on the edge of like a bench or something about about, about this height. Mm. I'm going, oh, I can't leave. I'm, yeah, see you later. Mm. I've, I've just got to do something with my phone. Yeah, I'm just gonna make a quick call. <laughs> I'm gonna put a pillow here and then I'm just <laughs> yeah. gonna sit on Facebook yeah. for a bit. And so, you know, everyone's leaving. My mate kind of like runs by and goes to do the sack whack. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> so he's just run by. Hit me in the boner. <laughs> and Keith has got a little bit of pace. He like runs by and kind of like stops. stops. Gone. And he just turns he's around like, and he's going, Oh fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then he like kind of like, I don't know, we were trying to play it off and just make it okay. He comes over and he's like, Hey, like kind of yeah, like just laugh it off. me just around. Laugh it off. And I'm just going, Dude, get off me. Like, this is not the time to like, kind of you be know. chummy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know exactly why you shouldn't be like on me right now. <laughs> Uh-huh. And we tried to play it off, but fuck, man, I, I think about that to this day. That is hilarious. No, and you say, I will never play with my girlfriend in public again. Yeah, oh again. my no. god, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's always oh. fun to be a little risky. You never know when you do it again. Fun. Until, <laughs> you, know, that until you get a bone and sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I've never had that. Ooh. I thought you were about to say I've never had that. No, I've, ne- I've, obviously no, I've never... <laughs> Obviously, that, a bit of sack whack. Yeah, obviously, I mean, just not with a boner. No, not with a yeah. boner as well. But ah, uh, was it painful? No, it wasn't, no, it wasn't painful. He didn't get to the. Oh, he didn't. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But still, getting whacked. Yeah, it would. Dig would be fucking painful. It wasn't. It wasn't like a. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a hard one. It was kind of like a running by really quick. Oh yeah, like flick. a like, like one of those tag have the tea towel and they like do it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. One of but those. Just... One of those. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Well, enough about penises. <laughs> um, this has been an absolutely great episode, you know, chatting to you and learning about your life as Thank a DJ. Um, so whereabouts can we find you and your music online? Like, what are your socials? You know, plug anything you want to right now. Okay. So my artist name is Graveyards. It's spelled a little strange. It's with no vowels. 
So it's G R V Y R D S. Gunshot. There's a gunshot outside. But we are in Southport. Yeah, we're in Southport. So, um, <laughs> but I've made it as as possible as I can for people to find me if they just type in graveyards. Mm. So I should be the first Google search or Instagram search. Instagram is probably the best place to go because that's where I'm most active in terms of letting people know about music and I share a lot of other people's music and that, that's definitely where I'm most active. Um, Facebook, forget it, dead platform. <laughs> yeah. um, Twitter, I love Twitter so much, again, at Graveyards and um, yeah, most of my music goes to Spotify first. And then SoundCloud for. So when you finish this podcast on Spotify, just head to Gravia. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's right. all you gotta do. Well, thank you very much for a great episode. And don't forget, guys, to follow us on socials too. We are at Surviving Our Twenties Podcast. On Instagram. On Instagram, yes. And unfortunately, we're not on Twitter because when... I still don't know how to use it, <laughs> oh, to be honest. Man. Graveyards is gonna sort us out, right? Yeah, I'll teach you Twitter. Thank you. All yeah, right. we need it. And we are off. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. So catch you soon. And good luck. Bye.